I'm Dr. Regina Kep. I'm a board-certified clinical psychologist, and I specialize with older adults and families. I created the Psychology of Aging podcast to dispel myths about aging, destigmatize mental health for older adults, and improve access to mental health care. Whether you're an older adult, a family member caring for an older adult, or a professional working with older adults, you're in the right place. And one more thing. If you're a licensed mental health provider like a social worker, psychologist, counselor, therapist, or an aging life care expert or certified care manager looking for continuing education focused on mental health and aging, simply go to mentalhealthandaging.com to learn more about how to earn your CEUs. All right, let's jump into today's episode. For many people living with Parkinson's disease, sexual functioning can change, but intimacy doesn't have to. So here are five ways to cultivate intimacy and connection with your partner when you're living with Parkinson's disease. The first thing you can try is to schedule time for intimacy. Here's the thing, we often don't do this and we expect that our bodies are gonna let us know when it's time to get intimate with our partner. The challenge is there are lots of distractions and priorities on our time and intimacy often goes to the bottom of the list. Well, if you wanna cultivate intimacy and connection with your partner, schedule time for intimacy. And if you're living with Parkinson's, try to do it at a time that you know that your body is at its best. Two is set the mood. Light a candle and turn on some music and remove all distractions, like no TV, no phones, no people knocking on the door set the mood and really be intentional that this is a sacred protected space just for you and your partner. Third, adjust your sex expectations. So orgasm or climax or an erection may not be possible for your body at this time. And instead of focusing on how your body is different or no longer supporting you or able, get curious about your body, explore and learn about your body in a whole new way and make that exploration and that sensual journey the goal, not climax. So adjust your expectations. Four is to communicate. So you'll have a lot to communicate with your partner about. For example, it will be important to communicate about the changes in your body and how your body is different than when you and your partner first met and what it's capable of now. If you don't know, you might even communicate that this is new to you as well, and that's okay. You can also try to cultivate intimacy by communicating about times in your relationship where you are experiencing the most intimacy with one another, and then to reminisce and describe in detail what those moments were like. That can start to cultivate some of those sensual feelings and memories that can begin to generate new sensual feelings and connection with your partner. And the fifth way to cultivate intimacy and connection when you're living with Parkinson's is to leave judgment at the door. This will be new for you and your partner. You might try something and it flops. You might try something and it surprises you. The goal here is to leave judgment at the door and really get curious about your body and about your partner and your partner's body. Judgment has no place in the bedroom. There are many benefits to cultivating intimacy and connection in your relationship when living with Parkinson's, including a greater sense of connection with your partner, a greater sense of comfort within yourself, and overall wellness for both you and your partner. So give one of these strategies a try and see how it goes.
That's all for today. Just a reminder, if you're a licensed mental health provider looking for continuing education focused on mental health and aging, simply go to mentalhealthandaging.com to learn more about how to earn your CEUs. Calling all mental health providers. Have you been feeling ineffective, stuck, or unsure of how to best help your client with memory loss? Well, it's not your fault. Most therapists haven't had any training in addressing memory loss or cognitive changes in therapy. But I got something for you in my free 10 minute video where I walk you through five steps for helping your clients presenting with memory loss. You'll learn the difference between memory loss and mental health concerns for older adults and how to help get this free training and a bonus workbook that you can start using in your clinic today. Simply go to www.mentalhealthandaging.com forward slash clarity to learn more. That's www.mentalhealthandaging.com forward slash clarity, C-L-A-R-I-T-Y.